My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hello, filthy animals. It's Ben Vanell here dropping in once again before the episode starts to remind you we've got a live show on sale. That's right, Adam, Tommy and myself, along with potentially special guests, will be performing live at the European Beer Cafe at 4pm on September the 15th. So get your tickets at filthycasuals.com.au or check our socials for links to those tickets and we'll see you there. morning video games welcome to another edition of filthy casuals a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and knowledgeable boys thank you for joining us you've My said it 150 I know. times i know i don't know why <laughs> i stumbled once and then i was like they haven't noticed this i've gotten away with it and then blow me down i stumbled again yeah. what is what is this show not only that, that we literally just recorded an episode right before this. <laughs> so I should, if anything, that should have been practice. I'm in totally. red hot form. <laughs> I'm out of the batting cages and now I'm here uh, introducing this episode. Mm. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo and sitting opposite me... Hello, filthy animals. It's Ben Vanell here. I have memorised my introduction. Mm-hmm. You know what else I've memorised? The name... Of our third co-host. That's my impression of you. T- you did fine. That and you recovered it very well. That was more Porky Pig. And from now on, your nickname on the show and in real life is Porky Pig. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I don't need to wear pants anymore. Oh, very <laughs> You're going nice. to have to let, get yourself a little waistcoat or whatever the fuck he wore. Yeah. Bow tie. I'd have yeah. to think of two words that mean the same thing every time I want to end a sentence. Because mm. that's what he always does is... The misdirection. You know uh, Porky yeah, yeah, Pig yeah. is. Mm-hmm. He's not far off being... Uh, being a bit steampunk, old Porky Pig, is he? What? Because he's got the little waistcoaty <laughs> thing. He's got the little bow tie. That's not a, steampunk. Yeah, it is. He could have a little fob watch in that little in that little coat of his. Oh. Nah, that's not steampunk. Steampunk is like big goggles and like the top hat thing. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah but thank you're thinking you. of more just like. A fancy man. A fancy man. I'm Googling steampunk Porky Pig to see exactly how many (laughs) fan art pictures exist of it. Oh, wow. Not many at all. (laughs) In fact, in fact, literally none. Uh, Oh, that's not many. Wow. One of the first ones is this picture of a fucking cabbage that someone's put a big top hat on. Hmm. What? Oh, yeah. That seems pointless. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, well, there you go. There's an untapped. If you want to be, <laughs> if you want the grand honor of being one of the only people on the internet to have done something, mm. steampunk Porky Pig. <laughs> get onto it. Don't get onto it. Uh, There's this one. That that's just, Mad Libbers tickled me. <laughs> this is just a picture of a pig with goggles on. 
<laughs> not even Porky, just a random pig. Well, that's that that's fits pretty cool. Oh uh, no, that's a steampunk regular pig. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, so it's just taking the word Porky out. Yeah, but that. Exa- oh, but I googled Porky. Porky's in what? And there's pictures <laughs> of Porky that are after that result. Is this the first time you've used Google? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had something that I care to find out about before. <laughs> this is the first bit of information that's titillated me in this way. Anyway, folks, has it has it really been a hundred and fifty episodes? <laughs> After this, it will have been, <laughs> and thank God, it's been. It, I think we're like two weeks off of it having been three years of this as well. Yep, because twentieth uh, <laughs> of September, my birthday was when we released the first episode. Yes, ah. yes, that's right. I was trying to do. There's fifty two weeks in a year. <laughs> <laughs> you are an idiot. But that we would skipped be, a couple yeah, of weeks early yeah. on as well. We so. also were we saying this on the show the other day. We when we started, we would just like not do episodes for a couple of weeks because we didn't feel like it. I don't think I think we're being yeah. harsh on ourselves there. I don't think it's because we didn't feel like it. I think it's because our schedules didn't line up and shit. Yeah, sure, we, we, we worked yeah. a when lot. When we started, on we that. didn't go. We're definitely going to do one of these every week. We were just sort of yeah, like, I oh, we'll remember. do them. We didn't put them up on the same day. Yeah, that's. I mean, we didn't realize there would be such a an avalanche of support. And listenership initially yeah. was just like, this might be fun. This was us being drunk on several occasions and talking about video games. Yes. And we thought, what if we uh, you know, what if we put this out into the public domain? Mm, we were arrogant enough to think that our voices being recorded and our opinions being put on the internet mm. was, was worth it. Yeah. It was worth the time. And it yeah. turns out we were right. Yeah. <laughs> People can't get enough of us. Me especially. <laughs> Steampunk Willie. Freddo. <laughs> We Frog. gladly opened ourselves up to the criticism and opinions of people on the internet mm. and uh, not a day goes by that one of those things doesn't happen. And boy, what a life it is for the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that, uh, I mean, you guys filter all the correspondence, but I'm just glad we've only ever had positive, um, you know, responses to the show. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing but, uh, yeah, nothing but, uh, nothing but positive feedback. I, I'm just glad that no one ever described my opinions like cancer <laughs> <laughs> on a review on one of our on episodes. a very obscure message board that our thing was hosted on. That like you had to dig to get it. Yeah. So you know what? It's your own fault. No, no, that was on. Uh, it was a hosting what? site. Yeah, they it was, commented oh, was it really? direct on the on the on the thing. Not oh. even Facebook. Literally the only comment we've ever had through that service. <laughs> yeah. I think they were I trying need to, to get the purest, <laughs> most vi- like. Yeah. Yeah. At the source form. They have to check this next week to upload the show. <laughs> yeah, I think they were trying to embed it like a comment on SoundCloud where it's like <laughs> then that comes up for literally every person that listens to it. Yes. Um, but anyway, glad that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it had have happened, I would say that I completely agree with that person. But right. it didn't, so I won't. Glad it's just a hypothetical one. <laughs> after, uh, after 150 steaming hot episodes of this. Mm. Steaming hot as it... <laughs> Not like a turd. Steam 149 and hot, like Stephen Hot good ones. Sure. Okay. What was the bad one? This is the 150th. Yeah. This is episode 150. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. You're assuming this one's going to be steaming hot. This is the first bad one we've ever done. <laughs> we thought we'd mix it up just to celebrate this milestone. Are we going to talk about E3 again? <laughs> <laughs> what, are, uh, what are some of your memories as we look back through the years? I have been meaning to go back and, yeah, when I get time I'll do this. Oh, hey, maybe someone else... Could do this for us. Oh, wink, wink. Um, I, I would love a supercut of us speculating about what we think the NX is going to be. Oh, yeah. I'd love to listen to that in 2018. Yeah. We talked about it enough that we must have nailed it at some point. Oh, we did. I, I know that we did because I remember we, we went back to the episode where we had that leaked design mm. of the with the peripherals and oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, that's probably it. And then it was that. <laughs> Right. It wasn't really us speculating, though. No. 
<laughs> Cancer, you say? <laughs> um, we almost could have. I re- we were trying to work out for ages what to do for this episode. <laughs> that could have been a very special 150. Because I reckon us, if you took all the clips of us talking about the NX before it had been announced, mm. that's easily an hour. <laughs> yeah. Just a yeah. clip show about one specific topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could have farted into the microphone for an hour and it would have been an episode. I don't think I could. I don't think I have the diaphragm control. Yeah. Not all at one an time. I mean, like, go three months in advance, like, hey, every time you get a fart, <laughs> Just record pop, it. Just pop the recorder on. Yeah. Get a load of Mr. Methane over here. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the... the, the the weird thing about this show is that for the first, what, year, year and a half, we speculated about the NX and about No Man's Sky. Yeah. And they are both things that Tommy, like, Tommy was biased towards the NX and I was biased or at least more interested than you were mm. in the No Man's Sky. And we've both ended up loving them. Mm. One of them justifiably mm. and, and with the grain and one of them... Like I'm the only person who seems to love No Man's Sky, or at least in the early days. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You were one of the one of the only uh, yeah. nice talkers about it. I yeah. will say though, I got very. I went into pre-order. I was going to not get a switch on day one, mm. and then I was like, "Well, I just kind of have to for the sake of the show." But I went in and pre- and put money down like maybe a week or two before it came out. Yeah, yeah. And I had extremely cold feet about it. I right. went in and I was like, I think I'm making one of the biggest mistakes of my adult life. <laughs> and I, but also I was $500. like... $500. Yeah, I was like, this is the... I cannot recover from this amount. <laughs> that is a lot of money. Actually. I was like, this is yeah. the peak of privilege to be yeah. able to put money down on something that you think is probably going to be very, very bad. <laughs> yeah. And this is after we'd played Breath of the Wild and all thought it wasn't very good. And sure. you'd gotten burnt by the Wii U in that generation. Exactly, yeah. 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 If it hadn't have been... I was thinking this the other day. If it hadn't have been for doing this podcast, I... I don't yeah, I wonder when I would have got maybe I would have been like you, Ben, and just still once Breath of the Wild had come out and people were into it, yeah. I might have raced down to the shops and got, all right, fuck it, I've got to go in. Yeah, yeah. Well I wasn't even a fan of Zelda mm. <laughs> at that point. I was like, fuck, ten out of ten, I guess I gotta experience it. It was this. so different to all the other ones as well. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. This got you a switch. I met my wife through this podcast. Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah, Princess Peach. Ben Vanell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been fun. Oh man, a lot of changes. We've gone through <laughs> girlfriends. Girlfriends yeah. have come and gone. Yeah. yeah. We've moved houses. Uh, they've gone. They haven't come that much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a brother. classic joke. Oh, yes. Brother. Oh. Yes. oh, it's good to laugh. Shout out to Adam's actual girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> We're pre-recording this episode. Who knows? <laughs> I've been caught out by that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're talking about this as if this is the last episode. <laughs> I just—it's just realizing like it's been almost three years of our lives. It's, it is because in my yeah, head, yeah. this is still a pretty new thing. Right. Like it feels like because I have another podcast that I've done for so long, yeah, and in my head, this yeah. is like, oh, this is the other one that I've just started doing, and then realizing like how much stuff has come out, and mm. yeah, when we started recording this ever, it was like summer, and we would do it at Ben's house, which you've. No, you've only moved once since then. But still, you're in a completely different area. Yeah, yeah. You were living with someone else who used to frequently be featured off mic when he'd walk through the living room. <laughs> oh, right. And yeah. now That's we, right. And now we literally never talk about him on here as if he's dead <laughs> in spite of the fact that you two work with him in yes. a sketch group. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we always say Chimp Cop featuring Adam Knox, Ben Vanell, Rosie Vanell. Ben's sister. And more. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's four people, but it's like for some reason Rosie Vanille and Ben's sister are separate entries sure, yeah. on the list. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. diversity is important. <laughs> that makes up 50% of the lineup that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember much from it. <laughs> of us doing this? Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think of a memory. I'm I, like, it's all, it all blends into the one it, thing. It's a, it does. A lot of it does. But there are things with, like that Nintendo Switch hands-on thing was, that was really great. cool. I think that yeah. was yeah. one of... Mario. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the best things we've ever gotten to do as a result of this show. Totally. Getting to get early access to something like that mm. that was this, like it had been like fully revealed like a week before. Yeah. And we got to be some of the first people in the world to have a go at Literally it. Literally among the first several hundred people in the world. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Cool I'm in and of its own self, but let alone for me personally being such a big fan of this company mm. for yeah. my entire life. Yeah. I will sick. say, oh, when Nintendo let us play Mario Odyssey early as well. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, when we, when, then when we did an episode after we'd had the hands-on with the Switch and... We, we got in trouble from the listeners for spending half an hour talking about a helicopter that we'd seen out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually remember that helicopter. <laughs> Sorry um, to cut you off. I was just busting to get that one oh, I was just going to say, like, the you know, to say early on, the nicest thing has actually genuinely been meeting all people yeah. who've listened to yes. it and interacting with most of them online. I was going to say, yeah, the, the online, like, friendships that I've made. So, mm. like I've mentioned before, the D&D stuff where there's yeah. people across the world sort of mm. getting get getting together and, and playing together. It's but great that yeah. they made another one of them, the D&D movies, Dumb and Dumber. You're talking yeah. about, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played Dumb. Yeah. I, I, I'm not in it. No, no, I guess I shouldn't <laughs> have expected you to finish that sentence. No, I play, I, I'm smart. I'm, I'm clever. <laughs> okay. You're the guy who dies of a stomach ulcer in the first one there. Who's oh, that? yeah, that the bad parrot, guy. The parrot, the cockatoo. Guy. Oh, the bad guy. Is there a parrot cockatoo? There's a, yeah, that um, guy that dies of a stomach ulcer. Oh, well, he must bu- be talking about a parrot. Guy. No, one of them owns a cockatoo, I reckon yeah, yeah. it is. No, it's a parrot. A parrot? He steals a parrot from a blind kid. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then replaces it with a fucking ping pong ball. With a carrot. Yeah. Sounds the same. That'd be dumb. <laughs> I could write those movies. <laughs> duh, should, duh, duh. I should know the plot better seeing as I was in a group that uh, that played it. But yeah, Can I was going to say because, the, the yeah. live shows as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meeting those people, having people come to multiple of them despite... <laughs> The uh, debacle of uh, our first one. Mm-hmm. Now, why would you ruin a, a, a stroll down memory lane with such an unpleasant memory? That's the problem when you stroll down memory lane. You get to one cobblestone at some point where you're like, oh, yeah, my dad died. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my dad's alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, I'm trying to remember when... Shh, I forgot to write him a birthday card before oh, I left, though. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Fucking hell. Well, you fucked it. I'll send him a postcard. There you go. Yeah. Um, what was the turning point where we realised that people were actually listening to this and a good number of them? That's I can't really remember when I was like, oh, this this is actually worth doing because it's popular. Uh, when the Queen sent me that letter. Oh, when you turned right. 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you 50 turned episodes ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pretty special. I, um, I was listening back to... A relatively early episode because we had guests like Michael Hing on. It's not a yo-yo. <laughs> it's oh. not a yo-yo that you're holding. I'm t- holding a tape measure and I'm he's, mucking about with it. He's got a tape measure. Oh, the Velcro is not a, you know, different bit. <laughs> a flashlight because I do have my dick in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you just, you're holding my tape measure and you're throwing it towards the ground like you think it's going to bounce back up. Yeah, he's always got to fidget with something. When it was uh, at my place, you'd have the cushion, you'd play with the cushion. Dude, I miss them spinners. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. You can still own one. No, it's not oh, cool. But God. throwing a tape measure towards the ground, 
dude, yeah. that is cool. Hey, brother, how, how far to the ground? Uh, let me tell you real quick. Where do you want to go from is the question. I guess that's a about pretty... Ar- o- about arm height. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's definitely more than what it went to, which is uh, 50 centimetres. Nice. More than half a metre down there to but, that bad boy. Wow, that's <laughs> actually good to know. Let's make it 150 centimetres in honour of this episode. <laughs> no. Came back up like a Not going to happen. <laughs> pretty similar to a yo-yo. It is pretty fun. I'll sell it to you for 50 bucks. Um, hmm. Dollar an inch, done. <laughs> uh, what were you saying? Oh, I remember yeah, having having some guests on early days, like, mm. like Hing and people like that who... I think assume I assume drew some numbers in, but then of course dum dum listeners came across very mm-hmm. early as well, and I think it was one of the first things I've been a part of, aside from maybe Chimp Cop, where early days it caught on, and I felt it was good, and it just was that perfect storm of like, oh, this is fun, and people seem to like it. So is that to say that Chimp Cop has caught on, but that you don't think it's very good? No, no. <laughs> About three quarters of it is good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying this. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this and chimp cop. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The end. Cool. Right. Yep. That's enough fucking jacking off at the start of the episode. Mm. It's time to do a fun little theme. Okay. That we thought of. We're strolling down memory uh, road. Mm-hmm. And you know what I remember? Memories. Ah. Specifically ones that I have attached to video games, which this podcast is about. Well, you know that uh, video game consoles and PCs use memory to play games. Ah. That's all. (laughs) That is true, though. Another tie-in. Memory foam. Yeah. Would maybe be a comfortable thing to sit on. Some Uh, kind of gaming chair made out of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, my, my bed is a memory foam mattress. So um, I don't really like memory foam, honestly. Oh, the, if you have, I want my back, bed to. I, it feels like sleeping with the same person every night. I want my bed to be like a stranger every night. Oh wow! If this bed Once don't again, remember me. Shout out to Adam's girlfriend. <laughs> Check out Neil Strauss over here. Very, um, very patient woman. <laughs> <laughs> so is it? You know what I think when I look at your girlfriend? How does she do it? <laughs> you know what I think? Wow, she's tall. <laughs> <laughs> I think, wow, what a what a lucky girl mm-hmm. gets to be with me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Oh man, sure. Okay, I go back. That just brings me back to my original point. How does she do it? <laughs> uh, so we've got some of our, our favorite video game memories from our whole life here. Yep, we're going to narrow it down to a top five each, making yeah. fifteen, one tenth of one hundred and fifty. Oh. Uh, it all makes sense. It was written in the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've got, I've got something like. Obviously, we all like video games. That's why we've done this podcast for so long. And I don't, that we, we've tried to <laughs> just brushing by that so nonchalantly, <laughs> trying to choose. Obviously, s- we're very much into this uh, art form and this thing that we play every day of our lives. Uh-huh. We enjoy bonding over talking about it. But anyway, moving right. The uh, I've tried Oops. to pick some here that aren't obvious ones. Mm, me too. That aren't things that we've discussed through the course of our century and a half. Don <laughs> yeah. Bradman special. We've turned up episodes. boys and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I've um I've specifically gone for very. Obvious ones, but so talking about like <laughs> moments that are yeah. I mean, we were we were thinking like oh, we we've never like we've never really like formally specifically on the show gone like here's our each of our top five games or whatever, and that mm. felt a little generic and not much room for discussion. But and we're going for like specific people kind of know what they are yeah, at this point yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you so, can bring I like down. Deus Ex. It's good. The first mm. one. Mm. I like Metal Gear Solid Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like Final Fantasy Seven? Oh no. <laughs> Tommy likes I'm a baby simulator Nintendo 
<laughs> why, the, why has the company put its own name at the end of the title of this game? I reckon they didn't put a lot of effort into that one. <laughs> I'm a baby simulator, you know, Nintendo, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it came out on the Wii U, so no one's played it. Guys, it's really good. There's a Switch port coming out. Check it out. I mean, they did that with Nintendo Land. So, uh, yeah. you know. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Another th- fact that I've brought to the table <laughs> and plonked it down <laughs> to a deafening thud. <laughs> How can a thud be deaf? I guess if a thud is so loud. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course. If a thud is loud enough to deafen you, yeah. it would be deafening. I by definition, I, I guess <laughs> nothing better than someone, and I do this constantly in my life. Oh, me too. Halfway through, halfway you through realize. a statement, and it's like, do I double down and keep this going, or do I just back out now? I mean, if I say the right thing, it sounds like I always knew it. <laughs> How do people get through that door with a key? <laughs> um, so, all right, do you want to go first? And Tommy, if yours are the obvious ones, I reckon uh, it might be fun to start with a bit of a. Well, yeah, okay. Mine, mine. Uh, I, I also want to, I want to, want to uh, set the table a little bit, mm-hmm. or at least ask you guys: Are these like, are, are you? Have you picked out memories in terms of like, I was seven years old and this was the first thing I ever played, or are you? Have you picked out like moments in games that are more related to how good they are in the game? I've picked memories of things that did not happen to me. So I've made them. Mm. I've made all of these up. These okay. are from things that I've never personally experienced myself. <laughs> right. Okay. Sure. I've invented memories. I've uh, done no. a half and half. Right. I've picked just kind of like yeah, favorite moments that have like really sat with me. That when I like I didn't yeah, I, I didn't think about this list too much. I just tried to go like for me for my my criteria was like you've got to be able to just like reel them off the top of the dome. They've got to have had that kind of impact that you can just reel them off the top of the dome. Sure. At it, the, the first things that come to your head. Off the top of the dome. Yeah. The Bomb Funk MC style. <laughs> yes. That's that's one of the things on this list. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, all right. I'll kick it off because it, I was just talking about this game. But um, the finishing the Great Plateau in Breath of the Wild and being up that first tower and parachuting off it was is I think is a great moment as you're coming into land and you realize that you can go anywhere and that you have this huge world ahead of you and so much to discover and also for the fact of as we discussed us having all played a demo of it mm. at that hands-on event thinking it was not very good and actually like finishing the great plateau and going oh, okay, you leave this and this is just a training area, which is why it felt so kind of stunted to us when we were playing it. And this is actually good and now I have – I'm at the very base of this huge thing that I now get to discover. And also I knew – like I think I was – I had just left to go to Adelaide. So I was like on a plane playing it on the Switch as well. I'm like, I've got I've got heaps of travel coming up in the next couple of months and I know that this is going to be something that is going to sit with me for – like all of these trips that I have coming up, finding out the switch is awesome at the same time. Yes, as yeah. well. yes, 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 yeah. 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 Um, that was that. Like that was fucking a great moment. So that is on my list of honorable mentions. That exact thing, huh. leave, leaving the Great Plateau in Breath of the Wild, and for me it was sort of, I went into that game sort of not like as a contrarian, but a little bit like, oh, everyone's saying it's the best game of all time. 
I'll I'll find out what the real truth is. <laughs> I'm the only guy smart enough to understand if this is actually good. <laughs> actually, the camera makes me feel sick, <laughs> so it isn't good. I've been waiting for you for 150 episodes for you to just admit that that's what you're like <laughs> when it comes to appreciating art, and I'm ready to shut this thing down right now. Mission accomplished. <laughs> we did it. We killed Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was my attitude going into it Essentially uh-huh. very sceptical about the Switch as well And it was a combination of finishing the Great Plateau And also getting a pro controller And being like yes. oh this is how I'm meant to play this yeah, game yeah. And realising everyone was right This is one of the best games ever made I'm loving it And like <laughs> you said There's another 90 hours for me to enjoy And just being up that huge tower And then just And then just that I think it's the old guy Just being like Mm. Yeah you just go Just go And going like And you can see so much of it And you just kind of like Pick a vague direction to head in But you're like Oh I could have gone anywhere from here Mm. And it will be different All the way around Is just Yeah Was just Yeah Like landing And then just that first bit of setting off was, yeah, extremely good. Yep. I, that was a sick game. I played it on the Wii U, so I didn't really get the one-two punch of mm-hmm. the one-two mm-hmm. Switch mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a very good game. Yes. By the way, Ben, you're not better than me just because one of my top fives is in your honourable mention. <laughs> it seemed like you were very subtly trying to go, well, I mean, uh, this didn't crack the great man's top five, but it did sneak into the honourables. I mean, yeah, look, I saw the shape of water, but... Uh, <laughs> I think the facts speak for themselves. <laughs> uh, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Well, uh, <laughs> do you want to go next, Ben? Or I'd love to. All right. Um, Please treat us to something from the actual list. <laughs> <laughs> this is outrageous thing to get shitty about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just genuinely angry about it. Not even want to do the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, this is one that I reckon. It's not. It's not a very obscure one. It's pretty universal. The moment jumping in Mario. The <laughs> moment you jump in Mario. Uh, the moment in the po- first Portal game, where you finish the testing period, and you're on a conveyor belt into an incinerator, and you have to figure out. It's not very hard, but it took me a few goes. You I have die to say. ten times, yeah. probably. Yeah. To a Reload point that's very quick behind it. Yes. Yeah. You basically are like, okay, I'm, I've finished the game. You know, the testing's over. This AI is like, well, now it's time to die. And you go into this incinerator. And yeah, you're right. Like, you, I died a bunch of times. Like, mm. what, what, what's going on? Because you do reload. You don't finish the game. Yeah. And you have to look around and you go like, oh, right. That wall... Uh, I can shoot a portal on that wall and then I can shoot a portal in front of me and I'm fucking out of here. And you go from this sterile controlled series of tests into behind the scenes. And like at at this point in time, Portal isn't, you know, a revolutionary experience if you play it today. But for when it came out and for what it's done to sort of puzzle games since, that Mm. was an incredible moment. 100% agree with that. I remember seeing it on uh, like in the, like people... Like friends play it on their PCs or seeing it like in the in the shop and mm. just like really wanting to play it, but we didn't have a computer that was like powerful enough to handle it. Right. But it did look it looked like the coolest thing you could imagine at that time. Yeah. It's yeah. like, whoa, you what the fuck? Like it just seemed like There's unthinkable that you could do that kind of wild shit in a game. Totally. It it and so that that fact, the gravity related puzzle solving is mm. one thing. The writing I thought was fantastic. The sort of dark humor that again has become quite common yep. in gaming. And other media. 
um, was something that really grabbed me. I was always a fan of that style of sort of science fiction and humor, mm. and it, it nails it in my opinion. And it's then, like Douglas Adams sort of style it, of thing, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I've always been a fan of, and then. Again, this sort of Philip K. Dickian style of sci-fi where it's like, oh, everything you thought was real. Dickian. Remember him from Hey Hey? <laughs> <laughs> That's Wait, easily, my, of- e- easily my least favourite thing about doing this show is when you do what Ben's just done and, and you just know. You just know <laughs> that the other two are going to yeah. fucking yeah. butt in yeah. with some <laughs> meaningless, oh, yeah, like that's like a penis. Dick, Dickie and like Ian Dixon, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying about dicks? I love them. <laughs> uh, that thing of like your reality being, you know, like peeled back and seeing underneath Man. and like the, the cake is a lie is a fucking meme that's about 10 years old now. But that was cool. That thing of, mm. of this very structured AI system, like, yeah, this is what you do and this is how you do it and just follow your orders. And then, yeah, having this sort of crazy world revealed to you afterwards yeah. and that still being cool, that ending as well being awesome. Um, yeah, that whole thing um, is something that's really stuck with me. The way it turned a puzzle game into a narrative focus game was really cool because I remember around that time it was like that and this game called Puzzle Quest on the 3DS, which was like an RPG, or on the regular DS, it was an RPG right. thing that was way lamer because it was just like bejeweled and it had a right. story force on top. But that moment in particular, like A, teaching you to break its own mechanics of the game sure. by like kind of giving you the hint by reloading you back in and, and you had to figure it out yourself. It mm. did not tell you at all. Yeah. Having it be tied into the narrative and be, still be interesting, cool puzzles. Yeah. And yeah, that like tone it had was, yeah, that game was very good at the time. And you're right that it now is the Seinfeld's not funny thing. A little bit, it yeah. really introduced a few things. Even internet culture-wise, like yeah. it, it mm. feels a little bit outdated. It popped at exactly the same, especially the humour mm. aspect of it, like came along right at the start of everyone kind of going like a, a, a little, that that old comment from some forum where someone's like, holds up Spork, and it's all like yeah. that sort of humour where it's <laughs> like, oh. Got, yeah, Ken has cheeseburger. It was mm. around then and this totally. was like, oh, this is smart. It was like, it was... Sort of for nerds. But like it was, was like counterculture-ish a little bit totally. at the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's one of my Great. memories. Just nice. to, to follow up on something you were saying before about uh, jumping in Mario, I, I want to point out that I went to look up a list of like the – just to, you know, I just Googled like best moments in games and thought mm. it might jog something. Sure. Mm. So, some real useless stuff out there. Like I went through one where it was like the top 50 and number one was – World one level one in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> like, there's that. If that's your greatest moment in video gaming, you are fucked. I can I can see a justification for that as the first time you ever play a video game, and that would be a very memorable moment. or like an important yes. moment, maybe yeah. or like yeah. a significant part of history, but like memorable. It's not as memorable as. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna choose similar to Tommy's one. Oh, you think Tommy's better than me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear this. I'm going to pick Morrowind's open world okay. in general because that was the first open world thing I ever saw. Mm. It was the first game that really let me break it and fuck with it and go around and kind of create 
dumb situation and like and and do what I wanted to basically yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. I remember playing Ocarina of Time way back in the day mm-hmm. and like kind of walking around because that was such a like well realized world for the time walking around and wishing that it did exactly what Morrowind did. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which was let you kind of go anywhere and do anything. You could be a fucking drug dealer if you wanted to. Yeah. You could be a shoe sales person. Mm-hmm. That's such a great thing about I reckon we're in such a like a lucky generation of like the age we are where games have grown up with us from mm. like mm. being a being a little kid and like, oh cool, this thing that you control stuff on the telly. That's so cool. Yeah. And that yeah, having that experience of the first time that a game like lets you do something that you you wish you'd always been able to do in games totally. as, as as you've gotten a bit older with it too it was something so new and so like just mind blowing and seemed infinite mm-hmm. yes. at the time and it obviously wasn't and it was a pretty limited game and if you go back to it now like it's clunky yeah i'm that thing of like i mean i i talked i think on our Rockstar GTA Bandcamp about GTA 3 being that for me in a way where yeah. it just like breaks your whole conception of what a game can be. But yeah, Morrowind is the next one that does it. Like it, you can yeah. walk into a house and knock a vase off a shelf. And that seems dumb, but like <laughs> you just couldn't do that before. Totally. And you could walk into a house and then get bored and walk out and go somewhere over the other side of the massive world mm. at the time and probably still now. And yeah. it didn't matter. Like, you could fuck off from the main story. You could kill the main story characters. It didn't matter. You could do what you wanted to. Yep. And that aspect of that game was really, really, really cool at the time. Yeah. Completely I had um, I had knocking a vase off a shelf in my honor. <laughs> 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 um, cool. Uh, all right. Should we... I'll go my next one. Nah, just stop. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. stop. Yeah. Um. The in uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, when they're talking about Life Hacker, and then you see the front of the building, and you see the logo, and you realise they've been talking about Facebook oh. this whole time, and it's oh, like, were they? Fuck, mate, dead. They skewered Facebook. <laughs> Holy shit! In yeah. that context, it actually makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yes, brother. Oh man, uh. I owe them a lot more credit. Um, okay, it's such is a- that why there was sixty nine on one of the runways? <laughs> I th- no, that was just the number it was up to, I think. I don't oh, think that okay. was a joke. Right, right, yeah. right. The number of the beast with two backs. Um, <laughs> no, this is a very, very small moment. I've talked about it on the show before, but um, there's a bit in the very start of Resident Evil 4, already one of my favourite games, mm. where um, oh, yeah. you uh, you find a dog in a, in a, like a trap, in like a bear trap, oh. and you let him out and he runs away. And then when you go back, you, when you fight the first big boss, if you've let him out, the dog like comes in and helps you in a very small way. Mm. But from I think that was like one of the first things I had seen in a game of something like a real kind of branching path actually having some kind of effect. Sure. Like something actually coming to benefit you. Like I did like when I let the dog out, he just ran off and I was like Okay, that's a weird, pointless thing. That's I guess that's cool that that's in there, but like it actually having an effect on you and actually helping you. Yeah. Mm. Again, because I hadn't really seen that in a game before, and you you know this is kind of coming out of an era where it's games are very, yeah, really limited, and it's starting sure. to become apparent like how closed off most things are. Just having this actual effect kind of like happen felt. Yeah, just felt so huge. It almost felt like a huge such an unnecessary and thoughtful detail as well. Yeah, yeah. It probably feels and would have felt at the time. Well, at the time it would have felt, yeah, like you said, this incredibly thoughtful thing. And in the years since, games have tried to basically litter the story and worlds with those moments. 
But the more they do it, the less convincing it is. Yeah, and the less effect it had because you you trained for it, but you just weren't trained for it at the time. Totally. And it just felt like so human. It made the dog feel like he was like an actual living, breathing thing because mm. it's like, oh, he remembered and he loves me now. So he's come back to help. He could see that I'm – he sent. He could tell that I was in danger mm. and he's come to like help me out. Like, totally. Even though it's just a pre-programmed thing, it felt like, fuck, this game is alive. Like, mm. this is this is real stuff happening in here. Totally. Um, yeah, a really, a really, really great and and just really sweet moment. It's like, no, oh, he wants to, he yeah. wants to help me. Yeah. Anyway, fucking put a bullet in between his eyes immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just I fucking hate dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the bit at the start of the game where the bell rings and all of the like crazy Spanish people leave, and <laughs> Leon goes. Where's everybody going? <laughs> Bingo. Oh. And then it like zooms out and gives you the title card. Right. I don't remember that, that at all. Oh, it's oh. like they're putting them putting their best foot forward. But like the dialogue in that being so lame and corny was part of it being fun. Oh man, yeah, if right. I'd remembered that, that definitely would have gotten this piece of shit dog <laughs> off the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, That'd be great if then the final boss of that game had been set in a bingo hall. <laughs> he was right all along. When you put the final bullet between his eyes, you say Yahtzee. Nice. Oh yeah. Nice. A different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a left turn instead of a. Yeah, I got it. Uh, so bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Where's everybody going? <laughs> um, so my uh, next one, and this is a spoiler for a Telltale game. Which Telltale game? Of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> right. Fuck it. <laughs> that did genuinely take me a moment to figure out why. Okay, yes. Okay, this is a spoiler for Telltale Game of Thrones. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil it in, in specifics because I think it's a great game and it's worth playing if you like Telltale games. But uh, speaking of choice or the illusion of choice in games, mm-hmm. Telltale is the king of that now. Mm-hmm. Basically, like the first time through, you're like, oh man, I influenced every single aspect of this story by all these choices. And if you ever play them again, it's like... a oh, 70% of this happens the same way. Yeah. Um, but there is a specific moment at the end of episode one of Telltale Game of Thrones that you cannot influence and is incredibly shocking. One of the three characters you control is murdered and right. you cannot stop it and it's awful and it affects the rest of the series. And I, um, yeah, I, I really like it in, in, a, in a, a, from a developer that is, yeah, known for, the illusion of choice. Yeah. I thought that this scripted moment was done incredibly well. Because you felt like you'd fucked it? Exactly. Right. Exactly. You feel like you've made the wrong choice. Right. right. Wrong choices along the way. And sure, like you find out, it always happens. But the effect on me as a player at the time was like, God damn it, what did I do wrong? And I, yeah, I thought it was done really, really well. And I mean, for a Game of Thrones game, I should have seen it coming. Mm. But I didn't, and I, I, that's why I that's liked cool. it so much. That's very it was good shocking writing. when people don't die. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ending of the first season of The Walking Dead that they made was nearly on my list. Is that that may have shown up in all of the lists I read? <laughs> uh, it's between Lee and Clem, the two main characters at the at the end there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because there's no point because it's not on my list. But if you haven't played that first season of The Walking Dead, still good. That's the even one if you're over zombies, it's mm. it's it's great. Mm. Right. But mm. uh, yeah, the, the Telltale have a couple of high spots and some some low points too. Totally. I like think this podcast. <laughs> 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 I did. I no, I didn't have it on my list. I actually took it off for for that. But The Wolf Among Us has some great moments. Again, mostly scripted, mm. but just because it's delivered like a cool movie, <laughs> sure, it, it hits you emotionally. So yeah. Well, speaking of cool movies, mm-hmm. hmm, I'm going to 
I'm going to combine two into one. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. There's two Metal Gear Solid series moments okay. that All I right. want to put into the one thing. Okay. The uh, kind of three. The intro and the ending to Metal Gear Solid 3 are some of the best like cinematic video game shit mm -hmm. that's happened. The intro is like you go, you start doing this mission. There's a lot of gameplay before they bring in like Snake gets punched off a bridge. It's like cracked and broken in the, in the like next to this river, nearly dead. Mm -hmm. You see like the bad guys flying off and it brings in this like James Bond bullshit opening. Mm. It's right. like this big thing with like snake skeletons eating the title cards of who worked on the game and shit. Nice. And it's out of no where it's got this dumb cheesy song that they recorded for it mm -hmm. called snake eater mm -hmm. do something with that dickheads <laughs> uh and it's just like the most crazy bombastic silly opening bondbastic bondbastic is a great usage of what i've just said and then it, it like it just sets you up so it's the most again like the beginning itself is really dumb because it like is this seven minute long <laughs> like sequence of a guy jumping out of a plane right. and it takes forever and it's so like Japanese in the way it's filmed of like hitting the button and then the thing comes down and everyone's like, what? And it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and it's the most like, I'm going to fucking play the rest of this thing opening to a game. Right. And then the ending, it has like a cool twist, but that's not as good. And then also, <laughs> I, I fucking love Metal Gear Solid and I'm doing multiple. Yeah. Also, thanks to all the people who listen to the show who support us financially and uh, we're great to meet fans. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid wait, 4. Wait, doesn't, weren't you going to mention, were you going to mention the ladder in 3? Oh, the ladder is fucking sick too, where yeah. you, you climb up it and there's some singing. Everything about three is fucking <laughs> awesome. But then in Metal Gear Solid 4, there's a similar thing where the, towards the end, you are going through this like fucked microwave tunnel that's like a defense mechanism. Yeah, I've read about this. I, and I played this game. I just get, didn't get this far. But right. Yeah, I read about this. It kind of goes split screen and shows you everybody dying as you're like also dying going through this microwave tunnel. And then the very ending of the game goes back on it and everybody survives and it's a bit fucking lame. Mm. But you're hammering the triangle button and that is all you're doing. Mm -hmm. But fuck, you're hammering it. And yeah. it's encouraging you so much to, to hammer this button. And it's like just such a summation of everything that series was with these dumb tricks basically to mm. make relatively simple gameplay often. Yep. This really cinematic thing that you got so sucked in by yeah right uh and that series was fucking great rest in peace <laughs> mm. great uh yeah everything from metal gear solid <laughs> yeah i mean i i also it's not on my list or anything but the first time i ever played the first metal gear solid on yeah. playstation i'd never played anything like it and it, again it's one of those things that changes what i what i understand video games to be and the first time you get caught and the sound goes off and you got to fucking run and the time is yeah. counting down it's i just never experienced anything like it it's yeah it's that a, whole it's series a fantastic series cool the end okay you just stopped really abruptly that threw me off um uh, Bingo! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my number three uh, would be the the sort of the beginning moments of Super Mario Galaxy, which was a game that I'd really been looking forward to, and it has, I think, the soundtrack in that, at least the start of that, this orchestral uh, music that is so kind of like just grand and like sweeping and epic, like it, it just. You, you being like thrown on this planet with zero gravity and it, it shows you very quickly like, you know, exactly what you're going to be doing. Mm. And, you know, similar to 
you know, similar to Breath of the Wild, where you just go like, "Wow, this is only the first little mini part of this," right? And I'm I'm already in, and all that's going to happen from here is it's going to expand and get more and more and more and more as it goes along. Um, just all those little elements in the f- first opening moments of that was just like, "Oh, this is everything I had I had wanted this to be," and right. was worried that it might not be as good. But yeah, it just it all comes together. That music, especially, I was really listening to it the yeah. other day, and it's so great. The and I, I think that's the real peak of anything they've done with a 3D Mario game. And I don't know how is, they can ever top it. The whole thing is so happy. Yeah. Just right. like joyful. Right. And I agree with you that that, those, that pair of games yep. are probably going to be the peak for a while. Yeah. I, yeah, um, I don't know what they can really do to outdo it. Mario Galaxy a, HD, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless they did a third one. But I think that low gravity or zero gravity in a lot of cases just suits that so well being able to run all around the little worlds i feel like they did everything with it as well like yeah. that's why mario galaxy 2 exists because they literally mm. had done they had everything else and they were like well, we'll put well. it put it in yeah mm. yeah i um initially we were thinking about doing our top five games just full stop mm. and i noticed a lot of them lined up with my top five favorite video game soundtracks because right. the music is so important it's yeah. so that it has it, it provides the emotional connection i feel like yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, this, this, it's not like, I mean, I'd always remembered Mario Galaxy very fondly, mm. but it was putting the music on that made me go, that's right. I fucking loved this and this moment specifically. Sure. sure. Yeah. I, I completely agree about the music with that game as well. It yep. was very, very good. And something that Odyssey is lacking. Mm. I think so. Yeah. With, a, with a couple of exceptions, but for the, but like it, the, the one garden. The Wooded Kingdom is, is awesome, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then everything else is a little generic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of games with good music, Mass Effect Two. Hey, I'd nearly had this on my list. Uh, I have included the opening as my as my memorable moment. What happened in the opening? So, <laughs> what are openings here? Yeah, you're uh, you're on your ship, the Normandy. Yeah. Oh right. You're yeah. Flying around, and it's like, wait a minute, some uh, big Reaper here is a t- or you know a big ship. Yeah. Has appeared out of nowhere and is shooting us down and there's lasers going everywhere and you're like, fuck, you're running through the ship, everyone's dying, getting sucked out into into space. You get to the cockpit, you're like, oh fuck, okay, what do I gotta do? I gotta go back out here and and then you get sucked out into space. And That was pretty scary. Yeah. That was really scary. Yeah. A cup blew past Tommy's window. <laughs> a coffee cup that one of you left on my balcony the other day. And yeah. I tell you what, it made the noise of Freddy Krueger <laughs> yeah. rattling his fucking fingers yeah. down a wall. A gust of wind blew it right in front of all of us, just Good along Lord. the length of my window. <laughs> and we all had no choice but to stop in stunned silence. Wow. Well, that was terrifying. That was genuinely <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Uh, one of my memorable moments, the dog's jumping through the window in Resident Evil <laughs> and that fucking coffee cup. <laughs> Fuck. As I was saying. <laughs> yeah, you're sucked out into space. Your character receives oh. the suck <laughs> out into space and no matter what you've done, you can't stop it and you basically fall through the atmosphere and die. I'll tell you my one problem with that sequence. Yes. After that happens, the title card comes up and it says Mass Effect. 
Two, very, very nice subtle music cue. Except for the fact that there's a planet visible in the background yes. and the curvature of the planet goes in the opposite direction <sighs> to the curvature on the planet oh, in the logo. my God. And they could have had it fade up and just be in the logo, that but instead it goes the opposite way. And I know Boy. I sound like a bit of a Neil deGrasse Tyson sort of thing here. <laughs> Bring that coffee cup back. <laughs> I'd rather listen to that. <laughs> it, it really bothered me at the time and I obviously still remember that. <laughs> yeah. From, um, what, eight years ago? Yeah. But so I I picked that as my memorable moment because I had never seen a protagonist die at the start of a game. Such a big fuck you. Here's a new one as well. And you literally like they're like, oh, we recreated your body from your DNA, and you are starting over again. Do you know part of why they did that is because the difference in graphics between Mass Effect One and Two apparently was so massive that they wanted to give you the chance to remake your character's face. Yes, because a lot of them a lot of them looked really fucked in the first game. It was one of the first games actually that I can remember where your save file and all the decisions you made in the first game carried over to the sequel. Yeah, it was definitely it was. Maybe the first one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty Something cool. that Telltale and shit do pretty often now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. And then, yeah, after that, an amazing game that probably is in my top five. Right. <laughs> cool. Right. But also, yeah, great music across the board. Mm-hmm. Really atmospheric. So, uh, yeah. Mass Effect 2, motherfucker. All right. Didn't, didn't have to swear, but... Uh... Uh, I reckon, speaking of audio design earlier... Yes. Uh, right, right then. <laughs> he's technically he's still right. Know, that I was know. earlier. I know. I didn't know if I should pick him up on it. Or I not. noticed it, and yeah. I was like, I wonder if we're going to let this slide. Uh, Shodan's voice in System Shock Two. Okay. Yeah. That thing gave me actual nightmares. Yeah, yeah. It was so well done. So I can't remember who she is, but it's the, like the lead singer of some band. And I think really? it was her. She she recorded the voice and then put just the best digital altering terrifying fucking robot voice on mm-hmm. this thing. And like Shodan as a villain, mm. the whole thing, she would just communicate with you through, you know, the fucking little Interfaces. radio thing that would show up on your screen mm. and had this haunting, terrifying voice. And there wasn't a lot of voice in games then. It was 99. Yeah. Yeah, so right. having this spooky thing talk to you as you played this scary game with it, like with coffee cups jumping out constantly <laughs> I remember like that was one of the earliest things where I was like oh audio yeah yeah the, it, it was so fucking well done the whole character of Shodan and like the reveal of her in that game but also the voice specifically was incredibly fucking well done and I hope that they nail that again for the third one yeah Great. well that's that actually runs right into one of my ones this is a very oddly specific moment But uh, growing up, I had a friend who uh, we'd play Super Nintendo together. And one of the games that we would play a lot was um, the Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, Mm -hmm. uh, which the start of the very first level, it tells you that you're – it comes up with a screen of like um, New York City or whatever. Yeah. And there's a voice of like – I think it's like one of the turtles, like a digitized voice that goes, the Big Apple, 3 a.m. And it like (laughs) – and it get like so – such a again digitized voice mm. at that time. It's even before, yeah, way yeah. before System That's Shock. Like ninety one or something. Yeah, yeah. Was like how the fuck? Because no games did that. It's like how the fuck have they done this? And they all sounded terrible. It was someone yes. from the office, like the Super Metroid one, where he's like, "The last Metroid is <laughs> yeah, <in> captivity." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like dude, <laughs> this guy was just clearly. Working yeah. there, he was a nearest to the microphone. <laughs> yeah. I remember game like NES games, like Kung Fu, where it's just like a sound, like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's all you got. <laughs> yeah. But this is on there just because it was like, I used to love playing that game. And those old Turtles beat em up games were so fun, especially at that age where it's like, just, you know, you're just running around just beating the shit out of people <laughs> on the screen. I mean, my friend used to play it all the time and just like that, I looked it up on YouTube the other day and like that digitized thing just like reminds me of being at my mate's house after school, mm. you know, eating chips and mm. drinking soft drink <laughs> and playing Ninja Turtles for hours and hours and hours on end. Nice. Yeah. That, um, Oh, no, whatever I was going to say is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Something about oh, yeah. Oh. That genre of like that ah. beat em up style game is basically dead now, but also is kind of what like Bayonetta and whatever is now. It's a little bit. Sort yeah. of transition yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah, I guess so. Beat em ups, like, yeah. It's, it's like fighting w- games and action games. Yeah. yeah. There's way more skill involved in those ones, I would say. This is just yeah, like you're just true. walking left to right, hitting the attack button. Maybe dodging every now and then, but dodging requires no finesse whatsoever. It's like yeah. Yeah. get your three hits in and then just move away for a bit and then come <laughs> back and finish the job. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is that uh, number three? That was my number four. Hell yeah. Okay. What should I do? Um, okay, this is a k- kind of a spoiler. But I think we've all played it now. For what? For the game Inside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a short game, too, and a very good one. So if you haven't played it, I think it's on everything now. Yeah. Go and play it. Yes. Turn off if you want, but, but we, 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 yeah, I, I think I know what you're about to say, and we're going to have to be specific. Yeah. yeah. No, There's no point to do this. This game is getting spoiled. Go play it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the end, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, that end was great. Yeah. Turn into a giant ball of people. Yeah. The amount Roll of around. great build-up. Yeah. yeah. The Detail in the animation of that giant ball of people mm, you turn yeah. into is incredible. That in itself is the maybe the most memorable aspect. It's like watching like how all the legs and the arms and stuff are smushing around, and it it's unsettling. Yeah, yeah. In, in itself. And for something where like the the beginning of it, everything leading up to that point is very like sneaking around, very yeah. quiet. Obviously, very bad guys looking for you. You're yeah. obviously the good little kid coming in. Extremely yeah, tense and slow pace. To then get to this end that is just cathartic and smashing stuff and rolling around and just mm. like the very end of it being pretty much the opposite in every way of what the the preceding, mm. you know, 95% of the game just is. what a wonderful reward for yeah. having got that far. Really yeah, leaves yeah, yeah. you at the very end as well with like a, huh. Yeah. Kind of like kind of a flat, not flat in a bad way, just like, oh, I'm not sure what happened. In, in, in a lot of... Makes you think. In a lot of... <laughs> It does. <laughs> in, in the same way a lot of great movies do. They leave you on a moment that is, yeah, not flat, but sort of like it leaves like an echo. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm going to have to think about that, I think. Sort yeah. of like, not to spoil it, but The Last of Us, yes. which if we're happy to move on, mm-hmm. yeah. my pick is not the end of The Last of Us, but the opening of The Last of Us. Yeah, I had that in, yeah, in yeah. my in my uh, my honourable boys. I had three from The Last of Us. So, um, well, let's do all of them. Yeah, the spoilers for The Last of Us. Go play that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, like sort of. Yeah, if these are the top five, basically games in a way. Of, yeah. in all of our opinions, and go and play them all. <laughs> the ending yeah. is one of the most like cleverly written and well done video game endings that's ever been. Mm. The beginning is a fucking <laughs> intense and really effective emotional fucking punch. Yeah. More so than I think I've gotten from any other game. Yeah, it works really yeah. well. Really, really well done. Well directed, well acted. Every element of it is great. Mm. Uh, that was my one, the opening. What was your other one from The Last of Us? Uh, it, the Giraffes. 
Oh yeah, them yeah. drafts, <laughs> them long necks. Hey mate, I'll go a couple of fucking long necks, mate. Oh, Melbourne yeah. bitter, if you please. Jeez, <laughs> that bit. Yeah, so that bit. That bit. <laughs> just quickly, Aussie just caricature. Very quickly, going back to inside. Uh, yeah. That bit, like I'd played through pretty much all of it by myself, and then the last maybe hour or so I did while my then housemate was sitting there watching me play it. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, and we're just kind of chatting because it's very quiet and, you know, sort of backgroundy. And then we, I get up to that bit and we're just going crazy. It's <laughs> like, woo, like how good is this? Like just the perfect thing of just like someone else happening to be there to watch through yeah. that bit with you was like, oh, this ru- I'm actually glad I'm experiencing this with someone else mm. in the room. That's mm. sick. Do you know what? Like, I snuck in with a little bit of laugh- Last of Us there, but we went back to Inside, so I think I get to pick another one. Uh, <laughs> just because there's a lot here, and I reckon we'll all enjoy this one because yeah. it's a little bit, a little bit left of center. Well, I wanted to keep talking about The Last of Us. Oh yeah, let's do that. Well, so I completely agree about the opening. Yeah, like I mentioned, Mass Effect 2's opening before in terms of a character dying, but. Uh, People often say like killing a kid in a in a movie is is a cheap way to get emotion. But sure. The the fact that you play as her <laughs> at the very start of the game, yeah, it it really gets you invested. I mm. think the transition they make from her being the focus to Joel being the focus during that sequence mm-hmm. as well, yeah, yeah, is really well done. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's not like, oh, your main character. Died. It's like you you feel like you get attached to this daughter, and yeah. then your daughter dies. In a, yeah, just not a hacky way. Exactly, yeah. Like I talked about Game of Thrones and how it completely rug was pulled out from under me because of the good writing and, and the good execution. Yeah. Same thing with The Last of Us. The music in that game as well, what little of it is, it's muted yeah. cleverly. But when it does come in, it's super effective. Absolutely. And the ending, I, I think, has to get a mention, The yeah. Lie. The lie that Joel tells is... And everything leading up to that too. Like wh- Why that lie is important. You're right. Just everything yeah. leading up to it. it, it His is justifications so well for it, you completely understand. Yes. Her being furious about it. You imagine. Her, yeah. Her kind of knowing. Choosing to buy it maybe. Yeah. The fact that they don't ex- ex- expand on any of that though and let it sit there with the really great job of acting that both of those people have done mm. is super good. Yes. And we, and a like mature the int- video game in a lot mm. of ways. The intro. That zombie shooting game. <laughs> <laughs> The intro is so good. Uh, not enough. Um, not enough dogs coming back to help you for my life. <laughs> the intro being great, in spite of the fact that it is something that we talk about all being frustrated by in video games. The enforced slow walk segment, yeah, like, sure, yeah. to yeah. make one of them be still like good and enjoyable and investing in, rather mm. than feeling like a pain in the ass where you're going just. Get me in there and let me do something. I mean, yeah. the, the the reason it's a technique at all is because it forces you to absorb your surroundings and, yeah, like become invested and attached to what's going on. Mm. And it's yep. just the best execution of it, I think. Yeah, agreed. Uh, um, all right. Yeah, you go then. I'm going to go. This is my last one. All, all of my others have been, you know, kind of, you know, specific moments that are, that are memorable for all these different reasons. This one is memorable just because it's pure fun. Mm. The building collapse in Uncharted 2. Great. Which, not you know, everything else on my list kind of signified something to me. This was just like, I, it's just one of my, it's the, it, it's one of, if not the first things that comes to my mind when I think of memorable moments just because it's like pure fun. Sure. Like just sitting there going, I can't fucking believe that this is happening, that I'm playing something like this. Totally. Where you're, so yeah, you're in, you're, you're up the top of a building, it gets, what does it get, hit by a, 
helicopter. You shoot a down a helicopter, I think. Or there's a, there's definitely like a sort of ATV tank thing yeah. after you as well. So that something crashes into the building or whatever causes APV? it to start collapsing and then you're like, the building is crumbling, you're sliding down these floors as they're mm. being destroyed and you're getting closer and closer to the ground and like still having to like shoot people who are shooting yeah. at you as you're sliding all over the place and yeah for for just sheer thrill and something happening on that scale and yeah. again just feeling like this this medium of video games doing something more it's like Imagine myself being 10 and playing a Super Nintendo and, and knowing that this is what gaming would one yeah, day be yeah, like. Yeah, you could snap in- your Goof Troop cartridge in half. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go crazy here. Um, but yeah, just one of the most just fun and awe-inspiring moments in a video game I think I've ever played. We, yep. we always compare Uncharted to Indiana Jones and that is a perfect example yep. of feeling like you are Indiana Jones. It yep. just nails it. But yeah. it's almost like for something to be so cinematic and still be playing as a game, you almost feel like this shouldn't be working. <laughs> like yeah. it sort of should be one or the other where it's like a building is collapsing and that's just you're just watching that happen mm. like you're not you know what I mean like it's the the tech behind that just seemed so crazy to me at the time of like how is there still room for me to be influencing what's going on in the environment around me like how yeah. is the console not just shitting itself <laughs> but um but yeah pure fun I yeah. had the a lot of people say the train sequence from uncharted 2 is yes. like uh, I had the the plane one from Uncharted Three. Yeah, the whole yes. thing from when you're sneaking into the thing, the the bit from where you race after it, and then I, um, do you have you drive up into the back? Don't yeah, you? Yeah, uh, it, Elaine. It's not Elaine. Eleanor. Eleanor. Is it Eleanor? <laughs> the, who are you? Who are you married? Elena. I guess it's a combination of what we both said. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. Elena. <laughs> anyway, right. yeah. she drives up and you get the car up and then you go up on the wheel and it takes off. And again, it looks fucking incredible. Yeah. You get into the fist fight on the plane, super Indiana Jones style because mm. he's yep. a big dude. All the stuff gets knocked out. The plane blows up. You end up in the desert. That whole sequence yeah. is, oh, maroon. Yeah. Even the wandering around the desert stuff is done mm. well because yeah. it, it's very cinematic. Yeah. yeah. People should give three more credit than it gets, yeah. I reckon. I agree. I think that's the one I want to play again the most. Yeah. Let's quickly shout out something that happened by the time people hear this weeks ago, but someone <laughs> posted in our Facebook group a video of Nolan North discussing <laughs> our absolute favourite line from the Uncharted series that comes up on the show a bit. From all video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Sully saying, oh, I'm sweating like a whore in church, which we're obsessed with because mm. of how bad it is. Yes. And so there's an interview with Nolan North where it's like, it can't, it's one of the most, just because of its personal, it's because of its mm. attachment to us, mm. one of the weirdest things I've ever watched yeah. where it's like, they go to him, what's your favourite moment in the Uncharted games? <laughs> and he goes... Well, you know, there's a bit with Sully and I'd start to realise this is why this person has posted yeah. this in our group. Yeah. This is unbelievable. <laughs> and he tells this story about the voice actor. He just was supposed thrum- to just say, uh, you know, I'm hot. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, supposed to say, me, I respect women. <laughs> <laughs> but old Gregory Rush- Rushenfield, he decided to ad-lib on the day. And yeah, fuck Just hell. this four-minute discussion about this line <laughs> is... And, and Nolan's loving it. He's like, he's kind of making himself laugh just retelling yeah. it. It's like, oh, Nolan, put the brakes on this one. Yeah. Great stuff. The, the, the polite laughter when he's like... And he said, uh, I'm sweating like a whore in church. And the interview is like, <laughs> a perfect moment. <laughs> and, and then I go, what, 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 what were you doing bringing a hooker to church? It's like, well, now you've used two unwoke terms. Yeah. No, he says hooker the first time as well. He cleans it up a little oh, bit. Oh, right, you're right, right. right. You're right. You are Great. right. Yeah. Great. Um, do you want to, Ben, that, that's, do you want to run through your honourable mentions? I've still got one more actual yeah, one. Yeah, you haven't done number Before five Before you yet. do the actual one, though, I mean. Uh, 
Before you yeah, can okay. crown the number one, you go through the honourable mentions. I mean, I haven't said honourable correctly once. That is very dishonourable. Ah, mine were also in no particular order. Right, right. I've got a couple. <laughs> a voice saying the Big Apple isn't what I consider to be <laughs> the number two best moment in any video game ever. Oh, okay, I mean, you know, from, from you, it, it, it kind of made sense. One, one. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about this, I believe, on on the um, best music in video games. It sounded episode. like you were going to tell us off. We've talked about this. <laughs> uh, Red Dead Redemption, Mexico, Jose Gonzalez. Yep. Just we've talked about it. One of the best games in one of the best moments in games. Yep. Pretty pretty much everyone agrees with that. And uh, a, a moment that I suspect appeared at the top of a lot of lists you guys would have seen in researching this, Eris. Slash Aerith uh, dying in Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Hate, hate Aerith. Yeah, me too. It's Aeris. Yeah. Uh, but Except it's not. That it was Aeris is a mistranslation. Don't care. Yeah, it's always been Aeris <laughs> to me. That's how it was when I played it. Yeah. And it sounds right. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, those are, those are the other two. Um, we talked about the um, Last of Us ones. So, yeah, that's all my honourables. Do you want me to do my actual last one? Yes. Hell yeah. God, yes. This this is a purely personal one. It is the moment that I beat a very specific boss in Final Fantasy VII. Right. It's a very hard boss. Which one? Uh, it's Materia Keeper. It is up oh. in the mountains in Nibelheim. And I had not prepared properly for it. It's like weak, for po- weak to poison and like stop magic. And I hadn't leveled them up. So basically I was... I was fucked. Like, I couldn't go back. I couldn't go forward. Right. I just had to try and beat this boss. And is it, it a dragon-looking thing? It is, yeah. Oh, I got fucking stuck on that the first time I played it. Yeah, it's big, big black dragon. Yeah. It's is it, like, it's that like a bottleneck for a lot of people, yes, I guess? Yes, yes. Right. Exactly. It's, that's exactly it. And, yeah, like, you to go... I literally think you can't go backwards. Like I remember, uh, yeah, thinking like, oh, my save is here. It's yeah. the only one I have. I have to do this. Yeah. And I think the first time I played it, I did not. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I think I had to, I had to grind. You can yeah. run around the same area fighting... Hard enemies. I fucking remember doing this exact shit. There's like a rope bridge. Yes. And you're running back and forth on the rope bridge between two mountain peaks. And I think there's like little pipes you can slide up and down and it's all annoying. Yeah. And it's all hard already. And to use that to grind, to get better, to beat a boss was fucking infuriating. Would have taken me weeks. Right. In real time. Yeah. And the moment that I beat it and when you beat bosses in Final Fantasy VII, they turn red, they slowly fade away, they make this very satisfying, like... Yeah, it's like emptying a sink. And I've never been more satisfied in, in video games and more proud of myself. And yeah. I will never forget <laughs> That how, feeling how of cool something you've been trying for ages to beat where you, you've reached the point where you're like, this is just never going to happen for me. This is yeah. the end of Dude, the game for me. It's like fucking whacking it when you're on coke. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Something's wow. turned up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're man. right, it is cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, like, all of that. <laughs> great ad lib. <laughs> Just like the great man. Boys, that was a perfect moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone's going to be posting this in some other Facebook group uh, in 20 years. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, fellas. Uh, who cares what your number one moment is? Let's yeah, wrap up the up. <laughs> That's a good one for for um, 
for, for satisfaction. Yeah, because yeah. it was also a game that I was loving, and yeah. I was like, I want to keep playing. I want yeah. to keep going through the story. That that satisfaction, yeah, is like. I don't know, and being young, you know, yeah. it's just uh, it's the oh, best those, you feel. Those sorts of accomplishments when you're that age too and it's like, you know, video games are allowed to be pretty much your whole world and your entire source of satisfaction mm. is allowed to be from them. Totally. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, okay, can I? the reason I got you to read out some honourable mentions is because I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Sneaky. Uh, I'll, I won't expand on them much, but uh, fighting... The original character from the first Pokemon games in the second ones, and oh, like there's a yeah. whole other region, and you go back through the whole first game again was really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, the demo they showed of Half Life Two seemed impossible, and it was all like incredible <laughs> looking. And the first time I'd seen physics properly in a game. Yeah, that was a huge one for physics. The it, what yeah. was it called? The the gun. The, uh, the gravity gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, seeing all of that stuff was like, it w- looked so futuristic. Mm-hmm. And I remember being obsessed with watching that like 20 minute demo <laughs> yeah, several yeah. times. And then that version of it kind of didn't come out, but whatever. Yeah. Um, being lost in The Witcher 3 in general, just the environment in that game is the probably the best one that's been made. Yeah. A game called Bible Blaster that my Christian friend had. And I remember it being really fun and I've never seen it again. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was called Bible Blaster. No, that's, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Uh, first time playing online multiplayer stuff with like Counter-Strike and yep. also doing like Halo in oh, yeah. big groups. But my actual like thing, first biggest thing <laughs> is- Your uh, most memorable moment. <laughs> figuring out about emulation and piracy. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Right. For, for a couple reasons, obviously being obviously young- Obviously because you're a bad boy. Being <laughs> young, not having sort of some morals to it and going like, oh shit- I can get anything here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. but also uh, specifically with emulation uh, and and ROMs and all of that, it kind of demystifying video games in a really cool way. Yeah, I agree. Using that to kind of figure out like, oh, fuck, this is how these are made. This is how you can break them. This is what people have done to like fuck with Mario and make it, you know, he's got a butt or whatever, you know. (laughs) Just (laughs) that classic, that classic mod. And mods as well, I guess, are the same thing. Like all of that stuff in like sort of around the early 2000s, fucking Mm. around with that. But that it, it taps into that similar thing of like I was saying, it, it's come up a bunch of times of like breaking, like especially being a lot younger and like breaking out of the confines of like what you think, you know, are the bounds of games up until mm. that point. Like mm. yeah. finding a ROM site and an emulator and realizing I have every game now. Yeah. yeah. Like I just can get, I can have every single game that's ever existed. Yeah. That sort of stuff used to like thrill me so much yeah. the idea of like even just if I bought a DVD going like <laughs> I have this and I can watch it whenever I want sure. like with such a great feeling and then multiplying that by like oh hunt thousands yeah. yeah that definitely that era for me of getting like a CD burner for the first time yeah, yeah. and realising like Oh fuck! This opens up a huge world for me. Like uh, Blink One Eight Two Mega Mix, <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, what's a VCD? Oh, I can put a movie on a like, yeah, yeah. That, that whole sort of era for the us best. around the same time would have been, I guess, yeah, of like technology mods, hacking ROMs, all of that stuff. Mm. Yeah, expanding your understanding of what gaming was is hundred yeah. percent like, yeah. and that, and then starting to get into the ideas of design behind it and getting actually really interested in it. Same as happens with movies when you realize like, oh, that's a camera. Mm. And, you know, mm. all of, uh, it that 
second level kind of of interest in video games. I remember getting really into that, going to weird forums in the early 2000s, yeah. playing yeah. all these fucking ROMs and shit. And little did we know that, you know, our interest in piracy back in the day would ultimately lead to the decimation of an industry that we would all end up working in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The music industry. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're all fucking in Metallica. Napster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Good lists. Great lists. Good we did times. It. Good, good 150. Mm. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone who's uh, who listens to this every week, whether it's, uh, you know, whether you're a recent addition to the filth or whether you've mm. been here from day one. Yes. It's, uh, it's always great interacting with you guys. It's always great getting the feedback each week. Um, yeah. Where you know where we'll we'll see you in another one fifty. <laughs> I want to I want to shout out just because I remember Russell Redmond, oh, yep. the first person I ever remember commenting on any of our social media posts. Interesting, and has stayed a listener, and I've seen you know still posting uh, three years later. So thanks, yeah. Russell. Um, Ariana Grande mm. would be the first one I remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shigeru she Miyamoto, <laughs> nothing to do with it, just shout, shouts out creating Mario. Mm. Good stuff, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You well did done. it, brother, and we're all proud of you. <laughs> 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 uh, filthycasuals.com.au for our Patreon, our premium Bandcamp episodes, links to the socials, all stuff like that. Mm. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time, and as we say here at the end of every one of these. That was the final episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 